0: what's up what's up everybody this is carmine davis and you're listening to the carmine davis show all right bitch bring your ass up in here sit the fuck down girl i don't have all day okay um i'm here to to deliver the tea um we're gonna get into this r kelly bullshit um we're going to talk about r kelly um this trial i am watching bitch i'm like i told someone on instagram i'm literally watching so much that i feel like i forget to breathe when i'm reading um these articles this is what the show is gonna be dedicated to it's gonna be the r kelly it seems like you're ready series for the next couple of weeks until we get into the the gist of it 90s and y'all know i'm all about the 90s bullshit this is to me what i love about it is i feel like all of this is becoming full circle um, all of the things that when I was um a kid that was going on or whatever, is becoming full circle now. And I find it very interesting. But before we jump into all of that, um, uh, make sure you follow, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast because I don't do it for my motherfucking health. Um, that's off the period. You know what I mean? Like point blank period. Like I don't do it for my health. Um, thank you guys for subscribing so much this season. I've seen such a constant um uh, growth and subscribing, um, since the beginning of the show, but spe- specifically during season two, I think y'all realize that I'm not playing anymore. And, um, I'm, I appreciate that. I'm tired of y'all just listening to the show and being stingy. All right. Share, interact with me. And this week we got a couple of reactions. I want to start off with the show. Um, last week, I never really talk about, I always swear up and down. I'm going to tell you guys what you guys talked about last week, but we're going to go into it a little bit more detail. Um, last week we posted on the Carmine Davis show, Instagram, um, about the R Kelly trial, our, um, about our show basically. And I'm glad a lot of people are got- seeing what I'm doing or what, getting what I'm putting down. You know what I'm saying? Someone, on uh, lingo B five, two, two said, I see what you did there. Um, I'm definitely going to tap in. I smell a great episode coming next week. Thank you so much. Um, This R. Kelly trial, this is from Struggleberry Crunch. Um, This R. Kelly trial is going to be crazy to witness. They have already talked about Aaliyah and others. It's crazy so far. Um, I agree. I agree. And we did a poll on the Twitter. um, And I basically just wanted to just get around, get out there and just ask. All right. Keep it real. Do you guys think R. Kelly will serve the maximum sentence for his sex crimes and racketeering? 54% 54% of you guys said no. This is on my Twitter, twitter.com slash Carmine Davis. Make sure you follow all those handles Um, and make sure you follow, subscribe, and review this podcast. I already said that right. <laughs> well, make sure you do it twice, bitch. Okay, so also make sure you follow us on all of our social, Um, instagram.com slash Carmine Davis show, instagram.com slash, um, instagram.com slash, um, Carmine Davis, twitter.com slash Carmine Davis. Let's... I'm going to be more interactive with the show as the show, um, y'all starting to stop being so shy and starting to admit that y'all fuck with the kids. So I'm going to start being more interactive and share with y'all. And I would love, I really actually enjoy hearing what you guys think. Um, um, someone on Twitter said, um, what is his name? Murray Tayako 12 said he deserves no less than 50 years. um,
1: Um, someone said, um, I'm reading this one for the first time, um, at Kelly says, sure, he's
0: a Trump elite, so never, he will probably, so never, he'll probably have the same, um, where he is, basically, where Trump is going for his crimes, I did not know Trump was a, y'all just be talking about any motherfucking thing, um, Gift at Gift of Namani said, you don't usually serve the maximum for both charges, and which is true, so, um, but let's get into it. This week, um, it's been a lot have, has come out about the R. Kelly that we kind of already knew. Um, you guys know last week it was about, um, the Jane Doe's, um, they specifically talked more about like Jane Doe number one is Aaliyah, Aaliyah. We talked about how she's going to be referred to as Jane Doe on uh, number one. They're using her as like maybe the first, account a most famous account of r kelly's sex crimes and racketeering um or or example of his sex crime and racketeering um this one is from this article uh is from buzzfeednews.com which is not an affiliate yet but you can also click the link in the description read this article um and also reach out to them tell them that you want us to be affiliate or whatever holler at us um, R. Kelly allegedly made his victims write collateral letters as blackmail. His defense tried to use once as evidence that of his innocence. Okay, uh, this is a mess. R. Kelly's attorney used the letters to argue the women was not victims of abuse, but she said she was concerned and co- she was coerced into exactly what to write. Um, on Wednesday, a woman who was who has been testifying three days about the alleged abuse and humiliation she endured from R. Kelly read out loud a letter from the stand at the direction of Kelly's lawyers the letter said everything that the defense has been trying to claim that the woman's parents wanted to extort Kelly and that the then 17 year old girl attempted to seduce the adult singer though the letter claimed they did not have sex until she became age she hated her lying parents the letter said and she loved Kelly The woman identified in court using the pseudonym Jane, like we said, they're using Jane Doe's, um, did not deny writing the letter, but none of it was true, she testified on Wednesday. The letter, she said, was one of the many Kelly allegedly forced the victims to write, which he then kept as collateral. Federal prosecutors have accused Kelly of collecting these letters signed by his victims to protect themselves. They contain damaging and allegedly false confessions, including... That alleged victims had stolen money or joy from Kelly and had been molested by family members. It was one example prosecutors have said of the, how the singer's alleged abuse of 22 people amounted um, to a criminal enterprise. He has been charged with racketeering and sex trafficking. Early in his testimony, in her testimony, Jane shared disturbing and graphic details of how Kelly allegedly used physical, sexual, and emotional abuse to humiliate and control her for years. She said Kelly regularly beat her, forced her to have sex as punishment for breaking his rules, in quotes, and in one incident forced her to make a video on which she smeared her face with feces. He also made her get an abortion against her will because Kelly told her he wanted her to keep her body tight, she said. The collateral letters were first introduced into court by Kelly's attorney, or Canique, who has attempted to discredit Jane's testimony that she is the victim of years of abuse. The letters said she and her parents had conspired to blackmail Kelly by having the teenager lure him into a sexual relationship. One letter claimed Jane's mother had told her to dress in revealing clothes for her first meeting with the singer. But despite the then 17-year-old's best efforts, Kelly wasn't even coming on to her. Even though I wanted to have sex with him, he was not showing the same interest, the letter said. (laughs)
1: Lord, it's the jump off. Okay, um, this is already <laughs> Y'all,
0: this is some ghetto mess. Okay, all right, the letters repeatedly and conspicuously set up a proposal, proposed legal timeline of when they first had sexual contact. Jane had initially lied about her age. She previously testified telling him she was 18 when they first met. When she told the truth, Kelly slapped her, she said. According to Jane, she first had sexual contact with Kelly when she was 17, shortly after meeting him at one of his own concerts. But the the letter presented by Kelly's defense team painted a different picture of the moment Jane told him she was actually 17. He was not mad about it because we hadn't done anything sexually, the letter said. Jane repeatedly lambasted her family in these letters saying she felt like a hoe and a prostitute because they used her as bait to blackmail Kelly. The letters claimed her parents teamed up with the parents of another alleged Kelly victim and that they found out girlfriends were mad, found found old girlfriends that were mad at Kelly to make him appear guilty. Jane quietly chuckled when reading the line to the court. These letters were not true, she repeatedly said. It was Kelly who made her write them, directing every word on the page. There were the statements that defendant made me write. These were the statements that the defendant made me write, she said. Adding their proposed, their purpose was to exploit her. Okay, so basically, um, she's reading these notes in court, right? Um, And she's chuckling at what was written because she's saying that R. Kelly made her write them. Um, made up all the bullshit to tell her to write and that he really was just trying to cover um, his ass just in case it ever got out that she was 17. Um, The letters Jane added were never sent to her parents. Instead, she said, Kelly held onto them as a form of blackmail. My family never saw those letters, she said. Prosecutors introduced more of the collateral letters, some of which bordered on outlandish, including ones written by Jane in which she said she'd Spanked herself really hard because she stole from him, and another such letter. Jane wrote allegedly at Kelly's direction that she was going to falsely accuse him of rape if he did not have sex with her. I desperately wanted you to want me, how I craved you. The letter said, "If you don't bring back that dick, I'm going to tell everyone you raped me. Since I was a minor, you're not
1: trying to seduce me, and that makes me want you even more." Lord, honey. Okay, so, again, read over the article um, and click the link in the description. Um, (sighs) Lord. Okay, so, I believe her. And I'm going to tell you why. I believe this lady in particular
0: because, one, this sounds like some shit that R. Kelly would say. You know, all of the things that he said um, and she said in this letter, no 18-year-old girl is going to just come out and be like, you know, my family. I think I'm a hoe and a prostitute by how my family has coerced me. Um, But I do believe that that might have been somewhat of the issue and the the truth of the matter. I do believe that that was a conversation that they had. I don't believe that R. Kelly, um, because one, these are 17-year-old girls. I don't want to believe that they were all wayward girls, you know, especially now that all, a lot of their parents have come up to speak. And they seem to be very, uh, for the most part, families that were wrapped a little, you know, that are wrapped tight. They have fam like jobs for the most part. Um, they seem to want what's best for these girls. So I don't really believe that these families were clueless to the fact of that their daughter was going to see R. Kelly one night she's disappeared on and off for years later and have no idea what's going on. Your daughter comes in with new phones, new clothes, new gear and you have no idea where it came from. Um I especially black families with a daughter involved, but there are some families, you know, I mean it's the same same breath, there are some um um young parents that don't give a damn where their child is. You know what I mean? At, at any particular time, but there are questions like if R Kelly, okay. If this girl can come up with money, like of course there was money exchanged. So if where was she spending it at eighteen years old that didn't involve her parents? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I do believe to a certain extent that there was a lot of a parent, um, a parental coercion involved. Maybe sometimes whether it's just a looking of av- a looking away of the situation. Or whether it is a um, knowing what's going on. Oh, you talking to R. Kelly? Girl, I'm going to tell you what he into. Young, older men like that, like this girl, don't wear that. You know, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like to a certain extent, um, we have to be honest about how people run and how people operate. Also, we know that R. Kelly didn't write these because he can't read or write. So, um,
2: <laughs> you know...
0: Okay, um, there's more. <laughs> I, I, to me, I just, I have to process all of this. I have to pause because, um, I want you bitches to wake up. I want you hoes to wake up.
1: Wake up hoes. You know what I mean? Like, at, at the same time, there is a lot of truth to all of this. There is, seems to be a running theme in
0: all their stories. But then there is a lot of outrageous things that someone of R. Kelly's mental abilities... This is someone who can't sit down during an interview and make a eloquent... And seem eloquent after decades of being in industry. industry. Um, R. Kelly is also... You know, who can't sit in his chair. This isn't a... Um, mastermind we're fucking he this is someone who likes to fuck young girls so uh, I don't there's this like this the running thing that we talked about where people are trying to paint him out as to be a mastermind how are you a mastermind and you can't do division you know um eighth grade math gets you stomped
1: You know what I mean? Like, manipulation and all that, anybody could be taught that. You know what I'm saying? But
0: I don't feel like years later,
1: decades later, after all of this has gone down, that we're going to get a mastermind?
0: I believe I would believe R. Kelly is a mastermind when they put him on trial, and he can read "Green Eggs and Ham" all the way through without stammering.
1: Illiteracy is not funny. Don't laugh at that. Don't laugh at that. Illiteracy is real. Um,
0: I find if you are not someone who reads or writes, you tend to be a little bit more sloppy. You tend to be a little bit more um aggressive, angry. So there are certain things in the stories that I understand that i would believe him making this girl rub shit on her face i could see that because i know some niggas in atlanta who's into that it's called scat play okay you know that's some real shit <laughs> pause <laughs> that's some real shit like for real like that some people are into that but as far as some a racketeering I know that this is another thing that they're going to do to pin him down. You know what I'm saying? Like as, as the racketeering thing is what's going to bring it home. But I, I think it's going to be hard to convince any, someone who has a, a simple day-to-day conversation with R. Kelly to believe that this is someone who is a mastermind and is able to keep more than 40 women, um, black women at that in control for us decades.
1: Um, Hmm. Ah, there's so much to, 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 to get into this. Okay. So where do I start? Okay. So
0: y'all know them, them, his two girlfriends, one of the, what's her name? Um, what is her name? Um, um, Asriel, Clary. Now, you remember Asriel and her, um, They were... She was one of R. Kelly's girlfriends that... Like, the two of them that were the gung-ho, nah, we're going to stand by our man, this ain't true. Um, they were the main ones speaking up for R. Kelly. And then they got down to the fight over there down at the Trump. When they were all moving out, they shit, they had to move out. And they got to... They got into it over there. I don't know if y'all saw them videos or whatever, Azriel and his girlfriend, they got into a fight, like Azriel and the other girlfriend, Azriel Clary was um what was her other the other girl's name? I don't know, but they got down they got into it down over there by the Trump where they were been staying. R Kelly and them had them both living together, like roommates of some sort at the Trump where they claimed that they all lived together or whatever. It was time to go. Money was coming up. They had been there living like months without paying rent. They were getting, like, basically evicted or getting put out. And they got into it, like, Azriel and the other girlfriend, like, physical altercation. And now she is coming out, and she is going to testify against him, and she won't let attack stop her, okay? So um, she is testifying against him in his federal sex crime case, despite what her family describes as an attempt to scare her away from going through with it um azriel's father angelo tells tmz nobody's forcing his daughter to testify it's her decision based on her belief that what kelly did to her and others is wrong and she wants to do it for the sake of justice and to show what a monster he truly is problem is this apparently doesn't sit well with many of the singer's fans we're told azriel and this is from tmz.com by the way um this is going to be a link link in the description Uh, We're told Azriel and her family are the frequent targets of online threats and attacks, including people posting their contact info and even harassing them at work. Even scarier, Azriel's car was set on fire last year and just months ago. A man pled guilty in the case. Girl, he pled guilty. He set this bitch's car on fire and said, yes, I did it. Just just for y'all to put that in perspective. Um, for all these reasons and more, Angela says his daughter's stress level is high as she prepares for her testimony, but she's, but he's adamant Azrael will not back down. We broke the story in early 2020 after falling out with Kelly's other girlfriend at the time, Jocelyn Savage, that was her name. Azrael fully removed herself from Kelly's corner and began working with the feds against him. Now, the time is almost here for her to take the stand, and we're told Azrael's looking forward to showing her strength and telling her truth with Kelly watching. As of now, we're told it looks like Azriel will testify in court sometime next week. Um and when she does, Angelo says he'll be in the courtroom to support her. Uh, yeah, her jo- Jocelyn, her and Jocelyn got into it, honey. Like, I mean, a fight at the like, I mean, they weren't knocked down like blood, but them bitches they broke down. Like, that was a lot.
1: And I feel like um I think that's so interesting and I talk about this all the time
0: like I remember I was talking to a guy um and he had got me into like some shit with other bitches and I remember just being like y'all coming at me crazy I don't come at y'all crazy and y'all doing all this over some nigga some ashy ass nigga and I'm like look at this nigga You know, I got him, and I don't even think he's worth it. Like, is this nigga really worth all this hoorah? And that's how I feel about R. Kelly. Like, I get... Now, I won't compare the nigga I was with to R. Kelly because I'm not saying that I will scrap in a Trump, you know, for R. Kelly. But, bitch, you know, it's R. Kelly. So... I get taking a little bumps and bruises for R. Kelly. You know what I'm saying? It's... You know, it's the R. You know what I mean, the Pie Piper. You know, like the king of R and B. You know, I I I get the allure, but for years of abuse, this man making you rub shit on your face, you literally know. Now, now Azriel, I just saw an article where she is going to like. She admitted that she knew R. Kelly had hundreds of girlfriends and all of this. To me, that is a high level. Um, that's a high stress level. In a relationship to constantly be in. And then you take your ass down to the Gayle King and lie to her face to have to do all that with another bitch. You're sh- our, so you're sharing him with a hundred people, hundred women. He's bringing all kind of shit in the house. You know, ain't no telling what the calls are like or what the pressure situation is when everybody's gone. Like what it's like living with him. I don't hear people talking about the advantages of R. Kelly. Them bitches want that damn fly. Girl, I can get you a Fashion Nova discount code. You know what I mean? I got one. You know? I mean, it wasn't and, and she, she could get one. It wasn't that hard for me to get. You know what I mean? To be a Fashion Nova ambassador, bitch, you could you could do it too. Cause that's what they were wearing down over there at the interview. Like them bitches ain't at best they were wearing Coach. Girl, we can go to a Coach outlet and get you a bag. Like to deal, with, girl. I know bitches that work over there down at the Marshalls who are flied and Azrael and Jocelyn were. And to deal with that kind of shit, you are, you already sharing him with his girl, another girlfriend living in a Trump, that Trump. Now I must, uh, let me find, click the link in the, the description. Cause it's going to be in there. I'm a, I'm a post it. Y'all look and take a look at that. Uh, um, that setup. My apartment is bigger than them bitches. apartment. I know their apartment is not more than a 1,000 square feet at the Trump. And they were living together in the Trump, not allowed to leave, not allowed to go anywhere unless they were secured with security guards, going shopping and shit like that, spending. And then you were like, "What's what a budget, like $500? Girl, you can go and bartend and make more money than that. I know. For a fact, girl, I've,
1: I've made a $1,000 a night bartending. Like, what are you doing? And you don't have to deal with none of that bullshit. What's going on with
0: the girls? That's what I feel that that's more concerning to me is like, regardless of everything that they're saying are true, is true or false. And I want, like I said, I want to believe that. But you can't make me believe hundreds of black women
1: were so hard up. Our killing got that much money. I don't know. Something in it is just does not sit right with my spirit. I, don't, I believe some of it, but I don't believe all of it still to this day.
0: All of it, just something in my spirit just doesn't make sense. There, there are men out there with billions of dollars who can't take care of the one woman and the kids that they got. R. Kelly probably seen 100 million, 200 million at best. Maybe, I think R. Kelly was worth maybe like 400 million or something like that. No, I'm lying. R. Kelly probably worth 100 million dollars before all of this
1: happened. That ain't 100 women. If he ain't giving them bitches a million dollars a piece, that's not enough for
0: me to rub shit on my face and sit up and have R. Kelly's illiterate ass tell me to write a letter.
1: I don't know, and I'm, I'm maybe my self-esteem is a, is at a certain level that these girls are not.
0: He had them girls shitting and pissing him buckets. Just the smell of it, I'd be like, Nah, I'm sorry, I would rush and bum rush my ass up out of there, girl. No, bitch, I don't, I don't, you can, and then especially black women, black women are already built with a certain amount of intelligence and a certain, a certain amount of agility, a certain amount of sass, a certain amount of understanding and peeping of the games. Um, you know what I mean? Jazziness. You can't make me believe that a black woman is stuck
1: in somebody's house. They can't get out for days like that. Not R. Kelly, not a dumbass. That's where the racketeering comes in and that's where I kind of, I think
0: there is someone else in the situation who we are ignoring. Um, some, I, an attorney, a homeboy, there is a brain behind the operation because I know it ain't R. Kelly. Look at any interview that you ever had of R. Kelly on record, any kind of conversation where he talked about anything that made you feel like he could
1: be the mastermind of anything outside of the recording studio. I don't believe that R. Kelly would know to be able to go to McDonald's and order his meal properly and pay for it and get off of, the, get out the line without needing some type of help. So to make him, I believe, and if all these stories are true, I don't believe that
0: that is R. Kelly at the helm of it. Like, I don't believe that. I just don't. Like, I, I believe these, I don't believe, I'm not going to lie. I don't believe all these women. And I believe Azrael is going to go on and come up and, and tell us some stuff.
1: I'm going to believe whatever Azrael says. But even then, I have questions because it's the timing. It's interesting to me.
0: It's all very interesting to me. All of these women's stories and their timings, they all sound like to me women scorned. But that doesn't mean what they're saying is not true. But I also do think that there is something going on like how they feel like R. Kelly is the person telling people what to say. I feel like there's someone on the other end telling these
1: women what to go with to keep him in line, to keep the story to stick. Do you know what I'm saying? There's something going on all around. I don't think we know where the head of our
0: snake is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that there's something else going on and I kind of feel like this story, this trial is going to be longer than I think. But I don't give a fuck. I'm going to report on it every week. I don't, y'all get used to it. Um, unsubscribe if you're not interested in this story. This shit is juicy to me. Um, it, it it talks about everything that I love. History of R&B. You know what I mean? Like, uh, music, he is a pillar. If not, this motherfucker is not the pillar. He is the,
1: the route. You know what I'm saying? Like, he is the... He is the the um
0: caught the king in this ace, this this deck of cards. You know what I'm saying? Like he is R. Kelly. And I feel like people don't understand. I talked to my friend about it. Um, R. Kelly's influence, I don't wouldn't even say it's it's more like an infestation. R. Kelly is R&B of the late 90s and up. There is not 20, you have 20, 30 years. I'm not kidding, like 20-something years of straight influence that R. Kelly was with everybody. Your favorite artist has worked with R. Kelly if they were lucky. And then there's one of your favorite songs that's produced by R. Kelly is written or arranged or had an influence or sampled by R. Kelly. So that's what interests me in this story. This is a huge man in black music alone a huge 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 pillar in black music i would compare him to almost bigger than marvin Gaye, and that's the truth like like al green and all of them palin he's almost up there with michael jackson when it comes to musical
1: influence michael's at the top r kelly's somewhere right underneath it it's just the truth it's just the truth when it comes
0: to black music Black music before R. Kelly and black music after R. Kelly, listen to it. So I find that very interesting. And then two, I love women's relation, our relationship, men too. Other men, gay men, are are constant um, allowances of things from black men, especially quote-unquote hetero black men. Um, We allow a lot from our fathers, our uncles, Um, our cousins, our husbands, our brothers, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot that these men, we don't, and we don't hold them accountable for a bit of it. There's not much that we hold them accountable for because of numbers of reasons, whether it's us feeling like, oh, they don't know any better or society or whatever, but we are not, we don't hold black men accountable Enough for
1: anything. If we could just be real about the situation, we don't hold them accountable for anything.
2: There's not much that we hold them accountable for. And to me, that is crazy. You know what I mean? Like that in itself. It's crazy.
1: Um and two, like uh, three, like I think I love the and circumstance of it.
0: Like how we build our Kelly up so high and then we have nothing for him when he's falling. Not the slightest bit of remorse or regret. Like nobody has nothing for our Kelly now. As is if he didn't You know what I mean? Not that I'm saying that we're owed him anything. I don't feel like we owe R. Kelly anything. Because if what these things, if this comes out and there's truth to every one of those things, R. Kelly needs to be locked up a very long time. But I feel like a lot of, there's a lot of group think going on and not a lot of individual um, inspection. A lot of our own... Let's let's listen now to a lot of the things that people are saying and a lot of these things that are happening. R. Kelly is foul. There's no denying that R. Kelly does need to go to prison. He needs to go to a therapist. He needs to go seek counseling. He needs to be medicated. Um, he is a sick man. Um, but there is also an attack on R. Kelly that's happening and that also makes me feel some type of way about black people and black families and black women that we need to address. Um, that
1: it, it, it says a lot about black people as a whole, the situation. There's
0: a lot of stuff going on here as a whole that we just kind of tuning out. A lot of our ways that are, are screaming in front of us that we need to get right. Um, and it's, a lot of white people do the same thing. Like, I'm not trying to say that white people are Hispanics. or, But there's, partic- particularly, like I always say, I feel like um, the devil sits right
1: outside of the black homes. He sits right there. Um, ripping black families apart. Whether it's
0: finances, sexually, um, innocence, children, um, um, anything. Like, he he puts his hand and terror arises our
1: homes and it's true like I'm, it's true he has a special interest in black people and their homes cuz there's so much i, I could, don't.
0: don't let me get too deep but there is so much power and beauty in black people that the devil wants to tear asunder um if we believed that we are limitless as we think we are, and we actually listened and checked and hold each, held each other accountable. We're actual partners with each other instead of enablers. Um, there wouldn't be, our Kelly would not be who he is. This would not have ha- happened. There would not be so many victims. There would not be so many, because what's going on is just a bunch of people who are sick,
1: who need healing, who never stood a chance. R. Kelly, too. He never stood a chance. Never stood a chance. Because the devil is very busy in black homes. Something
0: happened to R. Kelly. Something happened to those girls before they actually met R. Kelly. Something happened in those homes when they were together. Something happened. Something happened in their exchanges afterwards. Something went down. And it's disgusting, it's scary, it's sick. And I, I find that very fascinating. And I find the, that's what we need to, I feel like R. Kelly is the face, but what's really going on behind that is something that we need to, 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 to address in our own homes, in our own lives. As I start a family, as I get older and, and about to marry, I'm more selective in the men that I marry. Am I marrying an R. Kelly? Am I only going to marry this nigga because of his power, his fame, who he is, who people say he is? Or am I going to marry this person because they actually are a decent human being? Am I going to enable him or am I going to
1: hold him accountable for his actions? Am I going to look away? Because, you know,
0: I don't know. Tweet me. Let me know if you feel what I'm saying. Carmine Davis, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis show, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis.
1: I, I don't know if I lost y'all. Let me know. Um, but that's our show.
0: Um, Make sure you guys share, review this podcast. Make sure you follow, subscribe if you haven't already. And I will see y'all next week. I'm hungry. So I'm on the do with something to eat. But I will see y'all next week. I love y'all very much. Um, holler at me.